Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yo, I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. Make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of What the Game Means to Me, a uh, special edition this morning. We're going to uh, you know, go through college, uh, some major college games um, from yesterday, um, then you know, some big NFL games today. Of course, I got my co-host with me today. Uh, Thad, how you doing, bro? What's good with y'all? Glad to be here. Glad to talk about some more sports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look, we'll just hop right into it. and know everybody's going to be ready for the one o'clock game soon. So first, uh, first thing on our itinerary today, we got, you know, major college game recaps. Um, there's a few big college games yesterday. Um, the Big Ten or yeah, Big Ten uh, actually start to play. Um, so the first game I wanted to hit on was uh, Ohio State um, being they were what six ranked. Everybody was pretty much uh, looking forward to them and Justin Fields playing this year. Um, luckily, they have been able to you know come into the fold and play with the rest of the, uh, you know, teams, SEC, ACC, and, you know, other conferences as well. So just first impressions of what you thought that – I didn't actually catch too, too much of the game. I saw most of the highlights, and I know Justin Fields had a really, really good game. But um, just your first impressions and uh, kind of what you thought. Um, As a quarterback, you know, I, I key into the quarterback's watch at every little detail for the most part. Um, I feel like he had a good game, pretty much a perfect game. He had one incompletion. I didn't see how the incompletion came, but he had a great game. And Ohio State will be right back in the driver's seat. That's what it looks like. And it just seems like their receiver room is, I don't know, they reload every year. Like they just lost a couple of players and then they have two freshmen and young sophomores coming in making plays. So the future looks bright. They started off slow, but Nebraska is mm-hmm. not a terrible team. But yeah, they started off slow, but they came on strong and they look they look pretty good. And you got to think about it. They've they had time off. They weren't even preparing for a season. They had practice, but they didn't think they were going to play. So yeah. they look better than most teams for having all that time off. Exactly. And Justin Fields, uh, I think he's going to lock up over the course of these ten games. He's going to lock up the number two pick, not the number two pick, the number two. He's going to be the number two QB in the draft. Okay. Yeah, so that's he's what he's being doing. a little bit disrespected by those other quarterbacks trying to bring Trey Lance into the yeah. fold. Yeah, but I think he's the clear cut number two. Yeah, and that's you know what the consensus was. You know, after the end of last year, pretty much Trevor and then him. And we'll get to Trevor yeah. later on into the show. But uh, I kind of get all my um, Ohio State news from you'll you'll meet him later on. But uh, Jeff and um, Mo from the uh, Out the Ball Network as well. 
they're big Ohio State fans, and pretty much I was just reading whatever they were saying yesterday. Um, <laughs> and I know Jeff, he wasn't too happy with the with the you know the win that they had with thirty five point win. Um, I think his mainly most of his concerns was on the defensive end. Um, mm-hmm. I think they lost some. I don't know if it was linebackers and secondary guys. Of course, they lost. I know still lost Jeff Okuda and uh. They still have I'm, Sean Wade though. Yeah, but I say they still got. Yeah, he's gonna be you know first round draft pick this uh, upcoming year, but. Uh, I guess that was most of his concern. This probably was like you just said early on, because I know they got off to a slow start, um, but then mm-hmm. you know pretty much piled it on towards the end, even you know scoring that last touchdown, in the last few seconds uh, of the game. But like I said, I heard Justin Fields had a really really good game. Like you said, through like one completion, um, twenty for twenty one, yeah, three touchdowns, I think. Yep. Exactly. So he came on strong, had a great great um, debut. So I mean. We already know they're number one in that conference. They're uh, pretty much everybody's chasing after them. Even though Michigan did have a, I guess they had a pretty oh, good game yesterday yeah. as well. Yeah, um, they, um, they. I had money on them, so I watched the entire game. They yeah. look, they look pretty good. I'm not. Yeah, gonna that's what I was about to say. They actually look pretty well, good as well. And um, but for them, it's just having to get over that hump because they can never beat Ohio State. Yeah. And then they've been losing to Michigan State too the last few years. So it's. Who who knows where, where that's going to go? But like I said, everybody's chasing Ohio State in this uh, in that division, Big Ten. So it'll be interesting to see. And like I said, it's glad I'm glad they you know been able to come into the fold because now we get to see well with them impact. Well, we'll get to see like the full course of a college, not full course of a college season, but we'll have all the teams necessary to basically dictate the college playoff versus mm-hmm. like you know I'm I mean I'm from North Carolina and everything, and obviously I like I watch UNC football, but I'm a Gator fan. But them being number five last week and then losing to y'all, losing to your team, I forgot to even you know tell you about that or not tell yeah. you, but talk to you about that. That was just crazy. Like it, now, UNC, they they they've been playing okay. They have a strong offense, but a weak five. defense. Yeah, but they, exactly. I was like, it just wasn't enough teams in there. They're not a number five type. Like you got to throw. So. I'm not saying a Pac-12 team will make the college football playoff, but there's yeah. going to be one or two that will be in the mix for the top ten, like exactly. a, Utah, a Oregon. For right for right now, that's about it. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was like, ho- hopefully, um, everything still goes according to plan. You know, with football, and we talked about it on one of the other podcasts. There's been a lot of um, a little less in college football, a lot more in the NFL. But been you know cases just randomly popping up with players and staff and everything having COVID, and then postponing games and everything. Had to postpone another Gator uh, game this week, and I think Georgia's game got postponed as well. So hopefully, like you said, these teams, these new teams coming in the fold, everything is able to stay on track for the rest of the year. Um, but another game I wanted to, I guess, recap or talk about was uh, Penn State, Indiana. Of course, they had a crazy finish. They had a wild finish as well. Um, most people at Penn State, you know, should have easily handled that game. But Indiana showed there weren't any slouches. I guess I just wanted to ask you, touchdown or no touchdown? Because I mean, obviously, it don't matter for us because it already yeah. got ruled a touchdown. But I still don't. I still didn't think it was a touchdown. Honestly. I don't either, bro. Like I feel like there's a little space in between the ball and the pylon when he was stretched out. Exactly, and I feel like I think what the side or tip of it touched yeah. the ground before he hit the pylon. So but I was like, there's no way they're gonna count that as a. Touchdown. What was the call on the field? I wasn't watching the game. I think the call on the field was a touchdown. So I guess yeah, so I think that's the reason why they didn't overturn it. It was too like it was too close, and that was yeah. a, literally the game deciding play. So they had to stick with what they called on the field. That's what I think from the referee's point of view. That's why I think they stuck with it. Exactly, but, but this they could have avoided that. They um sure. they were up one with the ball with one forty left, and mm-hmm. Indiana had no timeouts. And I understand as a running back, you're trying to get your tub, but mm-hmm. 
if you just fall down, the game's over. They can run exactly. the clock out. They can't exactly. even touch the ball. And they literally they went down the field in a minute, tied the game, got the two point conversion. Yeah, that's all she wrote. Yep. But I, yeah, pretty much just like you said. Yeah, it's like I guess that just I mean I about to say they don't come with game experience. It's kind of well to me. I'd be thinking it's just kind of yeah. like common sense. But like I guess that kind of shows the layoff that they had. Maybe just excited coming into the first game, big game, big conference or in conference game, and. You know, just a slip of a, a lapse of the mind could just yeah. change the whole course of a game. Like you said, he didn't, he, you know, he said, trying to get his, get, try to get his yards, try to pad his stats, and end up costing his team in the long run. Um, because what they, they was ranked number eight. Yeah. And they have Ohio State next week. So it's not looking good. Good. Yeah. At all. <laughs> so that's 0 and 2 start. And they only playing like what, seven or eight games this Something season. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, literally, their whole, their season's probably done. Like, off of next week. Off yeah. Of, but- yeah. They're That's a solid crazy. team, so we'll yeah. see what they got. Exactly. Um, and then next game I wanted to hit on real quick was uh um which I, I mean not really mainly because of the game, um, but just kind of what Nick Saban said. Uh but Alabama, Tennessee. Uh mm-hmm. I guess wanted to talk about of course Waddle's injury, but first I guess we could talk a little bit about the game. Um I start I watched mm-hmm. it a little bit in the beginning when you know it was another slow start, or no another slow start. Of a game, um, I think Alabama was only up like seven zero, um, and then eventually I looked back at it again. It was like uh, twenty eight to ten, something like that. But you know, Tennessee um, hung in there a little bit for a little bit a little in the first bit. half, yeah. But you know, Not they really. did as much as a Tennessee team could do. But uh, yeah. just kind of like your thoughts, what you saw, and then like I said, we'll get to uh, the Nick Saban uh, comments the on the injury here. Um, about the game. Alabama looks good. Uh, Mac Jones looks really good. He's from Jacksonville, so I've always kept an eye on him. Mm-hmm. And people had their doubts about him coming in, replacing Tua, but he's he's looked the part. He's he's throwing some dimes. I'm talking mm-hmm. about he's not just checking the ball down. He's airing it out, hitting people in stride 50 yards exactly. down the field. And then I, I think Alabama's good. They got Dylan Moses back. Um, Waddle injury is going to hurt them, but I think uh, Michi, I think that's his name. He's gonna mm-hmm. He's been stepping up this year, so he'll fill in nicely. And I think Alabama looks the same. You know, Nick's never satisfied when they allow points or anything. But exactly. I, I feel like they're, this is a solid Alabama team. And they're more, from what we've seen in the past, it's, mm-hmm. it's totally different. Like, Alabama, I feel like they're offense first now. Like, they rely yep. on offense. I'm going to be completely honest. Exactly. I said, yeah. uh, I think I said in a show last week I was on, I said the same thing. I was like, this isn't a normal Alabama team that we're used yeah. to because exactly what you just said. Their offense is what's coming first. And Mac Jones has been – a way better quarterback than I was yeah. expecting him to come in, like you said, and the way he's been able to replace Tua and honestly yeah. take it to a, a next level. Because like you said, like every game, I mean, like I said, they've been playing SEC opponents, obviously, um, mm-hmm. and not all of them have, you know, been slouches. Even with George, even the Georgia team, like every team, basically all I'm saying, every team that they've played so far, they've put up 40-plus points. Even like yeah. I said, on a, on a Georgia defense, they put up, what, 41 so, like I said, they they definitely – I don't know if it's his mind state or just, like, the offensive talent that they've been getting in or always have, honestly. But they definitely have been switching more. So, even in the last, like, two, three years when Tua was, was the head to a more offensive um, – or offensive, offensive power team than, uh, I guess, known for defense. But, like I said, just wanted to hit on, of course, uh, Waddle's out for the year, ankle injury, uh, one of their star receivers. Um, I think they're number one. Uh, receivers. So Nick Saban said uh, basically is a, you know, travesty, you know, it hurts, you know, the team, him, you know, everybody's kind of devastated, but uh, I believe he was saying 
you know, basically shouldn't have took the ball out of the end zone, you know, when it was kicked that deep. Um, that mm -hmm. caught a lot of people off guard. So kind of like, what, what do you think about that? And um, About his comments? Yeah, just his comments. What, what, um, him saying that part at the end maybe made it a little worse than it was supposed to be, but I don't, I don't find too much wrong with his comment. He was just being honest. He shouldn't have said it because at the time, like, you know, he's out for the end. Mm -hmm. out for the year you want him to have sympathy for his player mm -hmm. but it could have been avoided and then i heard some people out there saying like he shouldn't have been returning kicks but they don't know in high school and college your best players are going to touch the ball like exactly you won't see odell doesn't even run kicks back like that anymore because they don't want him getting hurt in the league mm -hmm. but that's believe yeah when he was at LSU, odell, he yeah they utilized him to the fullest like mm -hmm. waddle has been dangerous in the kickoff game so why not keep him out there like it's it's football you can't mm -hmm. really avoid an injury nobody knew he was going to break his leg on that exactly. play he's returned 100 kicks probably so yeah just a freak yeah. accident he didn't have the best choice of words saying he shouldn't have taken it out but i agree and yeah. it's just unfortunate he'll i don't know what's going to happen but i he might stay another year we don't yeah. know just to help because he wasn't like a style. bona fide yeah. Top 10 pick, so we'll see. Yeah, exactly. There's, a, I guess, a few other wide receivers that's supposedly ahead of him. What's yeah. up? Uh, what's up, Steven? Appreciate the, uh, the love. Another guy from Off the Ball Network. Um, like I said, I'm sure you'll that's get good, to meet him later. Um, but yeah, kind of like you said, it definitely hurts the team overall. But they do have, they do have a stout wide receiver room. Like you said, uh, guy was stepping up early, and they also still have a uh, Smith. Smith. Yeah, Devontae yeah, Smith. So, um, plenty of speed, plenty of firepower and on that offense. And probably I haven't watched every team in the country, so I don't know mm. who's the best back. But through five weeks, Najee Harris has like 14 touchdowns. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's like yeah, he's so having a crazy year. He crazy has like year. 14 or 15 touchdowns already. Yeah, him and uh Entian, both them yeah. pretty much. Those um, are first round picks. Yeah, and probably both of them obviously in the uh Heisman discussion. Um, yeah, obviously along with probably with Trevor and uh Justin, but. Uh, like you said, well, going back on the injury with uh Nick saying, like I said, just probably a poor choice of words in the moment. Like, always, sometimes you can always get like little sound bites or you know, um, criticize what coaches say sometimes in like those moments and everything because it's like just right out, it's right after you know, adrenaline is rushing, it's pumping, yeah. like you know, half times or you know, going into halftime, you kind of focus on what you're going to say to the players, or after a game, you're kind of focused on what you're going to say to them, like what they can do to improve or whatever. It's just kind of like. Those sometimes those little those interviews kind of like you know catch them off guard like you say he probably didn't mean it in the worst way probably meant you know well by it probably kind of probably something like he might have would have told him like if he didn't really get injured yeah. like that he probably would like you know obviously Chill didn't really have to take that out of the end zone you know there's gonna be times where you're gonna have you know other chances or whatever stuff like that but it's just you know kind of maybe not a slip of the tongue but you know just a poor choice of words and I'm sure he didn't mean it in the worst way but overall kind of uh like I said sucks for him I. Probably do see him coming back this year or next year. Sorry, because like you said, he wasn't the number one bona fide receiver coming out or the first receiver coming out in the draft. Um, a few others ahead of him. So, you know, who see who we'll see who we'll see. I guess it might be a blessing in disguise, maybe for Alabama and for him. So, yes. Yeah. All right. Let me see what Steven said. He said it's like a dad when his kids hurt themselves by not listening. Like if you would have listened, you wouldn't have got hurt. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Just like a father figure, like. You know, obviously that's what what Saban is there for. He's coach. He, he's a he's the goat in uh, college space. So, just a father father figure like comment. So I understand. Um, and then more so, not really about the game. Even though I guess we could talk about the game a little bit too because they did have a slow start. I remember at a point it was twenty one to uh twenty seven. Um, but Trevor Lawrence. Um, 
Yeah, they played not Boston College. They played uh, you know, NC State. Syracuse. No, Syracuse, Syracuse. My fault. Yeah, Syracuse. Um, but the I guess the the big thing is I just wanted to stir the pot a little bit. But Trevor Lawrence throwing uh picks in back to back weeks, and then one of them was a a pick six yesterday. Yeah, the so. one yesterday was a pick six. Exactly. So kind of just what did you think about that? Um, do you do you see um do you see him taking a step back? Do you see him still, you know, having that solidified number one spot. Do you think, you know, something's going on in his head? Why Why do you think they had such a slow start yesterday? Um, For one, for some reason, Clemson, if you notice over the past couple of years, Syracuse has always played them tough. They almost beat them two mm-hmm. years ago. No, they yeah. beat them when Kelly Bryant was a quarterback, and then they, yep. hurt, they knocked out Trevor Lawrence, and the kid from Grayson came in and won the game. So mm-hmm. they've had crazy tough games. But, no, nah, I don't pay that any attention. You know, quarterbacks, they throw picks. It happens all the time. Yeah. They expect just because he's Trevor Lawrence, sunshine, number one pick, that he can't make any mistakes. Like, this football. Everybody's going to throw picks. Come on exactly. now. Exactly. But, yeah, I don't – it it happens. Maybe he should have just made the tackle, but <laughs> I, I see nothing in – even though he had back-to-back picks and back-to-back weeks and one being a pick six, I see there's nothing. He's, he'll be all right. That's all I got to yeah. say. He'll yeah. be all right. Sometimes, you know, he's a little overconfident in his ability, so he might try to force something that's not open because he mm-hmm. thinks he can get it there, and it, it might cost him every now and then, but mm-hmm. he'll be fine. He has all the tools from what I see. Yeah, so. pretty much same thing. Like you say, I did see he did not want to – he did ha- won't have no parts of that tackle at the end, though. He <laughs> nah, sometimes – Jogging over there, yeah, just let that go. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, all right, ain't nothing I'm going to be able to do to stop it. So he let that he let that walk-in touchdown happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not much here. Of course, I want to just throw the pot a little bit, but – uh, let me see. Comment real quick. Everyone nice throws everybody picks. Throws picks. Yeah, yeah. everybody throws picks. You're right. And you say, I guess it was just a shot because the first beside or the one last week before that he hadn't thrown one. I don't know yeah, what the stat was. Yeah, exactly. I saw that. I remember it was that. a crazy amount of number of attempts. So, um, yeah, nothing much into it. Like it's only what second pick of the year anyway, or second or third pick of the year anyway. So, I mean, they still won the game. Um. Yeah. Over 20 points, you know, came on strong towards the end. Um, they won't get tested this year, yeah. No. They probably, yeah, until Notre Dame, yeah, that's what I was saying. Until Notre Dame, um, which, um, I was gonna talk about them, but we probably skipped that. I haven't watched Notre Dame football at all, I just know they had a another, uh, basically stamped win. They yeah. won like 45 to three. Um, the game I watched was when they played us, but they're exactly. they don't, I don't, they're not that strong, yeah. They're that's what I was about to say. They always start off like, yeah, they always everyone's always talking about the preseason rankings and everything. And then eventually towards the season, their their uh, shine fizzles out. But um, nope. 100%. yeah, that's pretty much a you know, college recap. I'm going to move on, switch over gears to NFL real quick. I know a few games have just started and they've come on. Um, we can talk about our two teams real quick before, you know, we hop into some of the more uh, big time games of the day. So, uh of course, your Jaguars, y'all play the uh, Chargers. So, what's uh, what you, what do you think the outcome is going to be? Um, Herbert's looks strong. Our our defense has not looked good, especially our pass game. We haven't got much pass rush with Josh Allen being out, and Chase on hasn't looked the best so far. So, I expect us to lose by ten to fourteen points, and Herbert's have a big day. No, I'm just being honest, bro, because we can't cover anybody. And we've been playing against a team with somewhat mediocre receivers. So when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams come out there today, it's only going to get worse. Worse. And Herbert, he's looked good. I'm not going to lie. I was one of the people that was somewhat skeptical because I just I watched some too. games. Like, he was missing bad throws, like throwing mm-hmm. little five-yard outs in the ground, ground balls and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's he's looked he's looked apart. So I expect us to have another tough L. And <laughs> there's, 
there was a word on NFL Network that we might be bench, uh, benching Gardner Minshew. So, oh wow, yeah, you know who's y'all backup? Mike Glennon. So you know, you know what that means. We're uh, we're getting ready for oh, Trevor, wow. and I wouldn't be wouldn't be mad at it, bro. Yeah. It is what well, it is. Y'all still in tough competition with the Jets. I don't think they're gonna let go of yeah, that. Yeah, I don't spot. think that they have a plan in mind. They're gonna get a yeah. draft pick for Sam Darnold, I think, and try to get Trevor because I think Sam Darnold's valuable. But yeah, bro, just to finish that out, we're gonna lose by 10 to 14. Another rough day. I just hope to, you know, hope hopefully some of the young guys continue to step up. I like seeing them show out every week. DJ Chark, uh mm-hmm. Chanel, uh James Robinson plays. Yeah. Plays well, and some of our other young guys. Yeah, so I need just, James you know, Robinson. To yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch our games every week because I'm a I'm a diehard fan, but I don't expect much this week. Yeah, I understand. You know the Chargers have struggled to win, but yeah, everybody finds they've been win. in every yeah. I was like every game they've played though they've been in it, even though yeah, the record course. might not you know show how great they've played. Literally every game. Yeah, much. but every game has come, um, it's come close, like down to the pretty much the end, like pretty much almost like the last drive. So. Yep. And like you said, Justin Herbert has looked good as well. He's been throwing the ball really, really strong. Um, really all the rookie QBs, to be honest. Yeah. Really, this is a good class so far. Yeah, so far, like you said. Um, Waiting to see yeah. Tua soon. Oh, yeah. I'll, oh, I should have put – yeah, let's see. Uh, I wanted it's to ask you about week, that. Yeah, yeah, I know it's next week. But I wanted to ask you about uh, – because I think I picked him up in fantasy just because I think I had uh, I have Fitzpatrick for one week because that got hurt. But – you know, then I had to pick up Tua, but yeah, I forgot. Should have added that in. But what, uh, what do you think? Um, Steven says Tua time. What, what, uh, because I when I first heard the news, I didn't, I didn't like it. I Me didn't either. like it at I all. The same way, like they yeah. were. Why not let Tua get as many mental reps as he can? Exactly. Uh, the Dolphins were playing better than they had in a long time. They were three and three. Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. was playing well. He knew his role. Like this is a perfect situation. It wasn't a guy that expected to be the starter. Mm-hmm. He knew he was going to get replaced. I don't know. I didn't like it. And I don't think the veterans liked it either because they're trying to win now. You know, some of them yeah. don't win your deals. Like, we're not thinking about the future. We're thinking about eating right now so we can get to our next contract or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, I think it was just, like you said, it's all set up perfectly for Fitz. Um, yeah. Like you said, they're second, they're second in the AFC East. They've been playing really, really well coming yeah. off uh, wins against the 49ers, blowout win against the 49ers, and then, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, another staple win. I mean, it's the Jets, but still it's the NFL team. Now they handled them. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying, handled them. So, and then, like, for it to come in the midst of a bye week and for I it to be, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, literally two days after of that, or it might have been one day, one or two days after that win, it's like – and then he was honest, obviously he was truthful, honest about it, coming out saying like, "Yeah, it definitely hurt." Like he, he said he thought it was his team. I was like, "All right, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah." I was like, "All right, you know, it's not your team per se, but it's like, yeah, I can understand you not like seeing that, seeing this coming in, like in the midst of a you know coming out or coming going into a bye week." So I don't know. I didn't like it. Like I said, I, I want two of the one. I know they've been saying his hip is fine. He's good. Um, and then, like you just said, more mental reps. I just felt like the, this whole year was a, a sit year for him, and then he can come in the next year ready to, you know, take the reins and, you know, roll along with the team. But I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see because I didn't really see his garbage time um, last week. But I guess mm-hmm. like I said, we're just going to have to wait and see. Maybe he can take them, you know, to the promise and have him in contention for a playoff spot. Because the AFC, honestly, the, this year, the AFC has been a lot, like, way better. Than the NFC and typically is always reversed. Like NFC is typically a little yeah. bit like a little bit better than um you know the AFC because typically with the AFC is like top heavy teams like Patriots, 
um, Patriots, Kansas City, yeah, Steelers and Ravens, and you know, that's just about it. But you know, this year NFC NFC East has been terrible. NFC, well, Falcons have been terrible. Yeah, NFC NFC West is the strongest division, and then I say AFC North. Like those two are the the the, the strongest divisions in NFL. I can agree with that. Like the Bengals' record doesn't. They're yeah, because they exactly because they've been in every game. So I think maybe one they weren't in, but other yeah. other than that, every game they've either been leading or you know in yeah. it to the end. So I think they'll come on a little bit later on. Like next year, will probably be their year once they get you know, a, like hopefully they focus more so on defense in that draft. Yeah, and get get them a little time. get them alignment for sure. A yeah. couple lines. Yeah, they definitely need that. And as Steven agrees with the, the best divisions. Appreciate you again for tuning in. Um, but yeah, uh, he said. Threw that in real quick about uh two. I almost forgot about him, but yeah, uh guess I'll talk about my Falcons real quick. Okay. I know they're on. I don't know if they're winning or not, but zero, I expect this zero zero, of course. I expect this to get a win today. Honestly, I'm rolling on I'm rolling high on last week, and I feel like we, <laughs> we're on, we're in a we're in prime position to go on a playoff run. We've got our weakest part of our schedule now, playing the Lions this week. Um, who we play next week? I forgot who we play next week. Um, but I know it's another not that great of a team. And then, oh, we played Carolina on Thursday. My fault. Play Carolina on Thursday. We should, we should have beat them the first time, but I think we'll be more prepared this time, even though it's in Carolina. And then I think after that, we might play the Raiders, which aren't slouches, but I think it's a winnable game. I think that one might be at home as well. But like I said, I expect a win today. I expect hopefully if uh, Julio and Ridley stay healthy and play like they did last week, we'll be fine. Gurley, like last week, we stick, we stuck to the run. This week, if we stick to the run, then he'll have a lot more opportunities. Like last yeah. week, we stuck to the run. He only had like 47 yards. But this week, they don't have that great of a uh, rush defense um, or run stopping defense. So we should be able to – he should be able to get some yards, um, should be able to get some carries and, uh, you know, gain a little bit more mental going into Thursday night. One thing – the biggest thing I'm worried about is just honestly just staying healthy because it'd be games like this to where it's on a short week and then our whole – Everything like everybody just gets depleted. Like everybody just starts getting injured and stuff like that. But so hopefully, you know, they're able to stay healthy. If we're able to keep Matt Stafford and you know the little bit of passing attack that they have under wraps, then we should be fine. We should be able to finish out the, the game. Then hopefully our defense has another strong performance. I'm expecting at least a, a touchdown win. If not, I say three to four, but somewhere between three and seven point win. Hopefully, uh, like I said, I'll tune in definitely after this. But yeah, I hope um, I hope so. Cause yeah, you probably cause you put money on them. That's only probably why yeah. you you hope. Cause other than that, you wouldn't care. You you be talking probably talking shit about us. But yeah, I don't like the Falcons at all. Exactly. You gotta eventually you'll switch sides though. Once you see that the you know Jacksonville is not doing too much with their franchise, they gotta bro, change it from the top to the bottom. That's a lifetime contract, bro. I'm locked in regardless. I told Devin earlier if we don't win the Super Bowl, I'm still gonna be a fan. It is I what mean, it is. Super Bowl not in. Zubo not even in the vision right now. Like y'all ain't got nowhere close to that. Y'all got to get to like six wins first before any of that. 2025, I'll start thinking about a Super Bowl, I guess. Nah, y'all, uh, y'all short window pass. Y'all had that one year, and that's when it was supposed to happen. And it happened. So yeah, that was wild. Like, Everybody oh. was telling me, like, you're not gonna go right back. It's not as easy to go right back. And then I figured out the hard way. <laughs> hard way, because totally literally. How many literally next year y'all only had what six or seven wins? Maybe we went six and ten, and then yeah. we finally realized they act like it took them three years to realize that Bortles wasn't the guy. Yeah, like that was just a that was just a not a free year, it was just like the very best year that he can possibly put together. And he no. didn't yeah, he really was just like game managing. It was the defense. Yeah, our defense was just crazy that yeah, year. Yeah, it was ridiculously crazy that year. But 
Um, we'll hit on some of the big games real quick before, you know, we give our uh, fantasy standouts and then just go through our picks for the week. But um, one of the big games, uh, Steelers and Titans, both 5-0 and teams, both playing really good. Um, Titans more offensively surprising or playing um, – more or basically better playing better on the offensive side and that's pretty much surprising typically you know they're defensive known team and then um with the Steelers they're just playing good on all three levels in my opinion so uh what do you kind of see from this game uh predictions outcomes who do you think is going to win um for this one I have Tennessee in the oh really some yeah and some somewhat of a somewhat of an upset but uh I just feel like they've been they're on a roll right now. They've been playing really good football, beating some, I wouldn't say high-quality teams, but they've been pretty consistent. And I just – I don't know. I feel like there's not even home-field advantage with this game, even if it was in Tennessee because Pittsburgh's fans travel. But I just feel like – I don't know. They're going to – Tennessee's been making some plays through the air. They're going to depend on the running game and throw when they have to, and it, they'll just be efficient how they usually are. And they'll get a couple key turnovers on Big Ben. I think he'll finally have his first – you know, somewhat shaky, shaky game of the season. Mm. You know, it was on the Titans win. I don't know completely why. I just have a feeling that the Titans are going to win. It's I don't have too much of a reason behind it for this week. It's because <laughs> they're both five and zero. Oh, like they're yeah. they're both defensive minded teams. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like the Titans will make a couple more plays this week. Yeah, but I could be wrong. It could be wrong. Yeah, honestly, it could go either way. It could swing either way. I'm still going with the Steelers, and I put Steelers. Oh my god, crazy. <laughs> but I'm uh. I'm going with the Steelers this week um, just because, I don't know, I'm just rolling with – and I would never normally say this, but I'm just rolling with Big Ben. Um, like I say, he's been playing really, really exceptional this year. Um, their pass attack is great. They got young receivers. J- uh, James Conner has been playing really well as well, um, mm-hmm. and he's been able to stay healthy. Uh, Steven's going with the Steelers as well. We uh, talked about on the show yesterday. Um, we both picked the Steelers, but like I say, it would it wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans do pull it out because all year they've been making, you know, and we saw it last week against the Texans. They just been making timely plays, key plays, and you know, Derrick Henry's in that backfield. But the thing I talked about yesterday was it's gonna be Steelers rush defense versus uh Derrick Henry. Um, and the one advantage that the Steelers do have over the Titans is the uh passing attack. The Titans haven't really been able. They've been giving up a lot of, uh, you know, fancy, but just points overall, like yardage, um, catches to uh, to the wide receiver corps that they've been uh, facing. And this year they have a pretty, or not this year, this week they have a pretty dangerous, uh, you know, trio as you would say, um, in Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and uh, Juju Smith. So even um, I think uh, over the course of the season, Ebron will be a bigger part of their offense. Yeah, I was expecting them to come in and be a lot bigger uh, part of the offense because they haven't really had that super dynamic tight end um, in their offense with Big Ben. So I was like, all right, because he's almost like a receiver, like um, tight end. Exactly. So I was like, he's going to, I thought he's definitely going to come in surprised a lot more than what he has, but he'll, uh, he'll definitely, you know, come on later on to the year. This is one thing I didn't know. Bush is out. Um, yeah, he turned his last week. That's crazy. Yeah, um, he, that's gonna be. Uh, he's he's definitely like the quarterback of their defense. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, he'll be all right, but I I'm I'm wondering who they're gonna put on uh, their tight end, Johnny Smith. He's a very athletic tight end, mm-hmm. like one of the fastest tight ends in the league. Yeah, and I'm Devin Bush usually takes those type of guys, you know, exactly. the nightmares. So, so we're gonna see who they put out there. Exactly. 
But like I was just about to say, like Steven just said, they're still a tough defense though. Um, that front seven is scary, and they're crazy. They're they're um, what you call it? Their secondary is ridiculous as well with Minka and um. They got a little hole. I feel like I mean, besides yeah. him and Joe Hayden, yeah, they have a couple of holes, but their front seven is ridiculous. Like, yeah, Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree yeah, like, exactly. They got Bud Dupree uh, is ridiculously scary. Bro from Rit from Peachy Ridge, uh, Hayward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hayward. Yeah, so they uh. They're pretty stout, and like I said, I think uh, I think I also chose them because, um, just that familiarity, continuity. Like they've been together. The organization's just tight. Um, and um, what you call it? Their head coach. I'm never gonna really bet against him. He's almost for me, almost uh, like basically not in the same conversation as Bill Belichick. But I just I just trust that he's gonna have his guys prepared when you know for a game like this like they know this is a pretty big game um especially a staple in the afc with these two teams being uh i believe what one and two right now in the afc um record wise so mm-hmm. they know it's a big game he knows it's a big game so he'll have his team in contention or just prepared in condition to win um they'll have some type of plan hopefully for derrick henry as much of a plan as you can have because i think I'm what they're gonna do yeah i would say they're just probably going dare 10 hill to you know beat them with their arm and as crazy as it sounds he's Proving a lot of people right doing that this year. So yeah, he's now this has been a throwing the ball, he's definitely been on point. Yeah, I would say he's had a really good year. A lot it showed uh, it showed last year, like down the stretch their playoff run, it wasn't really, you know, a slouch. And obviously they leaned heavily on Derrick Henry during that playoff run, but he's showing that he can also carry the offense this year as well. So that's really good. But like Steven just said, variables uh def- defensive coach, but the defensive suspect. And that's why I said they have the uh the Steelers have the edge this uh this week. So I think they'll win by a touchdown, if not again, yeah. field goal. Somewhere between three and seven points, they'll win. If they um, limit Derrick Henry, like you you said, if they take him out of the game, Steelers should definitely win this game handily. Yeah. Then um, let me see. Another big game, uh, or a big game in my eyes. I don't know if it's a super big game, but I think it's a big game for the organizations as individuals or as each individual organization, but the 49ers and the Pats. I know you're about to say this game. Yeah. yeah. Nah, this is a big game for sure. First game yeah. since the Jimmy G trade and all that. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, of course, like um, Steven brought up yesterday to me, but basically Belichick and um, Belichick versus Jimmy G. But obviously Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy G. Yeah, Kraft wanted to keep Brady. Um, But just your thoughts and, um, you know, your um, predictions on the game. I'm going to go with my thoughts first. My thoughts, uh, I – I don't know. I really don't know. This it's another chess match because Kyle Shanahan's y'all shouldn't have let him go. Y'all should have. I don't know. Well, what. I don't know what we was going to do because he was going to yeah. become head coach, and I guess at that time they wasn't about to let go of Dan Quinn, just you know, just getting them to a Super Bowl. So, um, uh, for this one, I don't know. It's going to be a chess match to see you know who who just makes better adjustments throughout the game. But mm-hmm. I feel like the Patriots will be looking to bounce back because they didn't play well last week. They got beat by a pretty uh, okay Broncos team. The Broncos mm-hmm. aren't good, but they're they not. have some players. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they, they're they going to bounce back. They didn't have a good uh, outing last week. Cam didn't have his best outing. He threw two picks. I think they're both tipped, but they're still picks at the end of the day. Exactly. So he'll be looking to bounce back versus a tough 49ers team. And the 49ers are going to be looking to – uh, keep up with the NFC West because the Cardinals and Seahawks are going to keep winning, even though they play each other tonight, but they're mm-hmm. going to keep winning, so they got to think about catching up in the exactly. NFC. But if Jimmy G can, you know, if they can throw some time, take some timely shots, not rely on him to drop back every 
every play and, you know, get the running game going. I think they have a good chance because their defense, even though they lost Bosa and Sherman, where they don't have Sherman right now, they're a pretty mm-hmm. strong defense. Yeah. That's, so we'll um, see. I but, said that same thing yesterday. I was like, they're going to have to – this is big win. For, it's a big game for them because they have to win in order to stay up, you know, stay afloat in the AFC West. I'm sorry, yeah. NFC West because, like you just said, Cardinals looking – they're looking pretty good. I think they only mm-hmm. have one like game that they looked kind of like the Cardinals. <laughs> but um I had Seattle and Russell Wilson. I had Russell Wilson won winning MVP, and I had you know Seattle going to the Super Bowl versus uh Kansas City. Those two predictions are still very uh, well alive. Really like right that, yeah, it, it could possibly happen. So um personally, like you just said for I said it yesterday, but for Cam is big for him and his career because we know. I mean, I don't know if they'll resign him to another one year deal or what they're going to really do with the quarterback situation next year on the Patriots. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be a, a telling game for just for his future, like I say, whether it's with them or if it's with another organization because he didn't have a good game last week um, against the Broncos team. Yeah, everybody, like we talked about with Trevor Lawrence, going to throw picks, they're going to have bad games. But, I don't think that's one they really should have dropped. And it's one that they need because now they're two and three, third in the AFC East. And we're not, you know, used to seeing that Patriots fans aren't used to seeing that. That organization isn't used to that. So he's gonna have to have a big bounce back week um this week and you know get that team and win. So both of these teams honestly are in needs of wins for their respective, you know, reasons. Um, in whether it's their divisions or personally or whatever the case may be. But I think Cam can't drop this game because, you know. 49ers are still depleted. Like they they've just been putting somehow putting games together, putting pieces together. They're you know. slowly coming back together. Yeah, but there's like I said, but yeah, I would say offensive wise, like it's really just the offensive wise is really just their running backs. Debo Samuels came back last week, had a really good game. Kittle um, and Kittle, yeah, two weeks ago and had a really, really, really strong game. Ever since he came yeah. back, it's like he hasn't missed a beat. So yeah, most definitely. But like you said, they're slowly coming back to health. Um, but I still think it's one camp can't drop. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping the Pats pull it out, and I never really thought I'd say that, but, you know, well, really either of these teams. I don't really like either of these teams, but I'm hoping, that, you know, uh, Cam pulls it out just for his sake, um, and I see them maybe winning by a last-second field goal. All the games today are going to be really tight, I think, yeah. at least the, the big ones. So That's the same thing for me. I got Pats by three. They're going to find a They're going to find a way. I don't know how, but they're going to find a way to pull it out at home. It's at home. Yeah, it's at home. Yeah. So. And They're gonna real, find a way. Bill Belichick's gonna. He's gonna. Yeah. I don't know. Fake punt. Something. <laughs> he's gonna. Yeah. He's gonna have something in the works. Like He'll you said, just in the storyline would be like you said the Jimmy G um, Pats thing. So he don't yeah. want to drop this one as as well. But Steven brought think, up a good point. Uh, I think Jimmy G will have a good. I was just gonna drop this in real quick. I think mm-hmm. he'll have a strong performance in a losing effort. Really? Yeah. I, I'm I not think a big so. Jimmy G guy, so I think he doesn't have that great of a game. Um, mm-hmm. just personally, like I said, I think Belichick maybe just knows him too well, or him being in sure. their, their system for like what four, five Two years, something like, years. That. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, something in there. So I think he'll have a plan for him. So I don't know. I don't. I'm. I'm thinking. Like I said, I'm just not a big Jimmy G guy. So I don't know. I think they'll have a plan for him, and uh, hopefully, like I said, the Pats will pull it out somehow, some way. But Stephen brought up a good point. Is one thing I didn't uh, include in our conversation for the day. But just real quick, we could talk about the Michael Thomas trade rumors. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about it. I didn't hear too much. So you mm-hmm. can really take this one over. Yeah. I mean, it, it just started a little bit. I think a little bit yesterday, like towards the evening time. Um, I know I've seen a little bit of Steven tweets. He said like some teams that may be used to him. There's a lot of wide receiver needy teams, but, you know, Philly needs wide receivers. All their receivers are depleted. Houston could use another one, a big time receiver. 
Um, who else did he say? Oh, Packers. They could use an, maybe you could use a number two. Um, with yeah, Devontae, I don't think they obviously they don't got the the. I don't know if they have the money or whatever, but that would be scary. Devontae and Michael on the other side. Um, and then it was another wide receiver needy team. I can't think of them right now. But basically, I guess there was a few suitors that he was saying. The Patriots, um, shoot. Yeah, yeah, the Patriots was the other one. Yeah, they yeah, the Patriots. One. They don't have one. Yep. They can definitely use one. So, but I mean, I don't all, know. My, what What is this all transpiring from? The oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gardner Johnson. and It could be just a, yeah, a, a, a mixture of things. He's been injured this year. Like you just said, the fights. Um, But I can't I believe they'd be willing to move him. Like, didn't he yeah, have for that. Back catch seasons? I, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's because they see that they've been able to play well without him. I don't know because it's like, and then like he probably is due for maybe due for a big contract that they probably can't pay soon. Um, actually, but, I, actually, no, they extended him. My fault. They extended him what? Yeah, last ago? Summer he yeah. held out for like a week and they paid. Yeah, him. exactly. My fault. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So I'm not too sure. I mean, I guess that's why it's transpiring a little bit. You know, I feel like sometimes all these rumblings are just you know. Just pish posh because Julio Jones and Matt Ryan were, you know, talking about this past week as well as possibly mm-hmm. getting traded before the November third uh, deadline. But I don't know. I, I I really don't know why they would move them. Like I said, other than like I said, maybe just money wise, they're trying to think for the future, or maybe they think yeah, that's they the can play thing. well without them. Maybe maybe they just don't want that money on their books, and they just you know would rather have a big asset because they can get a first or a second for them for sure. No, they're definitely – there's no yeah. way they give them up without getting the first. first, first Even though I don't think – it's so funny that, like, the reason why the fight started is because they called him Slant Boy, which yeah. is kind of like it's, he's running intermediate routes. So, exactly. like, he's worth the first, but there's receivers that can do more. But he's I a possessive receiver at his finest, the best. Yeah. Personally, I'm not – I mean, he's a good – He's. I guess he's good in his own right. I'm not – I don't know. I guess it's because he's – it's either because he plays for the Saints. I don't know if I feel this way if he played for somebody else. But I don't know. I don't really like Michael Thomas like that. He's just too emotional for me. He's too uh I don't know if he's big headed or if he's just too like crybabyish. Like, like what you fighting teammates for? Like, yes, everybody called you slant boy. Everyone, everybody like, knows you run short route. Yeah, everyone knows you're a short route receiver. You're not you don't have top top heavy speed, like you can't go over the top on people like that. Like you're just, you know, you're big, you're a stock receiver, you have good hands, and you can run nice intermediate routes. And typically you can get – he typically gets a lot of yards after the catch because mm-hmm. um, he is able to provide good separation. But, I mean, even being called slant ball, like, okay, like your stats, you know, show yeah, what you can stats, do. I mean, like, like they could talk as much as they want, but you, you got exactly. the numbers. Talk. Nobody can really talk to you with the numbers you got. Exactly. You got paid somehow, some way. They made you a 99 overall receiver on Madden before Julio. Like, you you got it made. You're fine, bro. Like, don't take it super, super personal. But I know, as a obviously, as a competitor, like, sometimes yeah. that stuff does get you. Especially you head. Too, in the NFL, the ego's at an all time highlight. You don't think anybody can talk to you, to be exactly. honest. Exactly. But I don't know. Maybe that's just one, the, some of the few things. I don't know if the his injury is more detrimental than what they first thought because i mean he's been out since week two but but week one of them yeah. yeah week one okay because then one of them was because he was getting suspended because of the fight so i was like mm-hmm. i didn't know if he still was injured or not but then i saw him and emmanuel sanders was out this week because of injury so i don't know i feel like i said there's a lot of teams that can use him like we said before and who knows like i said november 3rd we got about a week 
um or a week in a few days so we'll see if he gets dealt i i highly doubt it but if he does it will be big news and one team will be pretty happy hopefully a contender will get yeah. it would be more interesting um what team i guess real quick before we move on what team would you like to see him with uh, i'm gonna go with my last pick the patriots give cam some help like cam i don't know why people think this but i don't as a quarterback i don't think cam has the biggest arm like he puts a lot of a lot of muscle into his throws. Yep. It's not a yep. lot of natural arm talent. It's him being big and strong part of it, but that fits into what they do. Their intermediate passing game, Michael Thomas would be perfect for that, and they would have to double cover him for the most part, so that would open up people like Harry, Demir Bird for over-the-top shots, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And um, what's his name? Steven just said Baltimore. That could actually I, – mm-hmm. I could see I could see Baltimore, but I don't think they'd be willing to give up a first. Cause they're yeah. not they're not a pass happy team. Like Mike Thomas is used to getting ten to twelve targets a game, and there's some games where Lamar might put yeah. the, game, the ball in the air about fifteen times. Yeah, not everybody's okay with that. But we'll we'll see. It'll be interesting to see. I'll be surprised if they trade him at all, to be honest. But exactly. I can see the Patriots for sure. Yeah, I'd like the Patriots pick. Um, it would be cool to see him in Baltimore as well. Like I said, I saw people photoshopping Julio Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. pictures in uh, what you call it, Photoshop in his jersey, um, jersey swap for the Baltimore Ravens as well. They just signed Dez on the practice squad. I mean, I don't know what's really going to come in that. Probably not too much. It's just probably cool news to to hear and see. But I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to see him there. But like you just said, he uh, I feel like like I just talked about it. His ego is a little bit too big, so I feel like he needs to be fed the ball as well, or he's gonna get you know gruntled and unhappy in a certain system but maybe not if he's winning i don't know like i don't know him like that but i don't know it would it would be cool to see him with baltimore because then they would truly have a number one receiver because that's what i've been saying they really just are missing a solid number one receiver like a solid guy that can just continue to go go to but they're they're a run first type team um like you said so it might be games where lamar puts the ball in the air 15 times so i don't really know if he'll go there i would like to see him personally go it would be it's funny i would like to see him go to the eagles just because carson Wentz just needs some type of help i feel sorry for him at this point i miss i missed that part too i'm sorry yeah now nah, you're now good that the eagles it's just it's like people talk so much about him but as a quarterback i feel like i know what he's dealing with like i don't think i've ever had to do anything that crazy like yeah this man whole line half is line like the projected five starters Half of them are gone yeah. without without Miles Sanders. And then Aguilar – no, I'm tripping. I said Aguilar. Alshon Jeffrey and yeah. um, they, can, they can't stay on the field. Like, they had the one That's game at the right, beginning man. of the season. I'm like, this is going to be a deadly combo, him and Deshaun. But then mm-hmm. he rarely played last season and his first game back last week. Mm-hmm. Heim- I heard again. Yep. again. Yeah, it's just – it's bad, healthy, bro. Yeah. First game, Rieger – first or second game, Rieger's hurt. He goes on IR. It's yep. like he, he can't catch a break. And – the fact that they're competitive in any game goes to show a lot about the team and the quarterback, I feel like. He's yeah. trying to force things a little bit more than he should, but that's what people do when they when they don't really trust those guys. You know? Exactly, yeah. Just trying to make a play because it's like he out there with practice squad guys. So Practice squad guys, bro. Like, <laughs> some of these guys, they, they signed them like two weeks ago off somebody else's practice squad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Yeah, and – it's crazy, like you said, it's crazy to see. So him just having somebody solid, number one receiver, someone that can stay healthy, it would be interesting to see because that division is literally up for anybody oh, to grab. Right. Like Where literally, Washington, the Giants. Like, they're team. leading two and they're leading, and they have a two and four and one record. Like anybody can literally grab this. But so if they got that number one receiver, and like my, like I said, they got Michael Thomas, 
they can I mean, I think it would help for sure. Uh, I don't know if they could say it would be head and shoulders above the rest of the division, but the way Carson Wentz has been playing with the guys that he's had, I think inserting a guy like that would definitely increase their chances to win because I think they're already projected to win that division now anyway. That's good. Yeah, that's a good choice. That was that was good. I didn't think about Mike Thomas for them, but he would definitely help. Even though Carson likes to air it out, mm-hmm. having a reliable yeah. receiver you can go to on third and six, third and seven, you know he's going to come down with the ball. It's nothing like that. Exactly. So, and then the last game I want to hit on real quick before we do our uh, fancy standouts was you know the Bucks and Raiders. I don't like I said it. It could be another one that's not super duper big, but th- like I said, the Raiders have been a surprise this year. Um, in a lot of ways and regards, their defense has started to play a lot better. Derek Carr has played a lot better. Um, you know, versus last year, and the Bucks had a surprisingly dominant win last week against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, which I didn't yeah. really see coming, especially after they were down ten zero. So. I mean, who do you who, what do you uh, think uh, is going to be the outcome of this game? Who do you think is going to win? Um, um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bucks by a touchdown, or a touchdown or less. You know, seven points, three points. But I could see the Raiders pulling out an upset. Their offense mm-hmm. is explosive, and I know Tampa Bay played well on defense, but I don't know. I I feel like John Gruden's an underrated offensive mind. Like. He he get he schemes those guys open pretty well, and I feel mm-hmm. like Darren Waller will have a big day for one because I don't think they. I'll take that back. They do have somebody that can cover him, but yeah, I just feel their like, linebacker core is pretty strong. Devin White and Alante David. Just, just, yeah, I had to take that back real quick. <laughs> I just feel like um, you know Brady and then they'll be consistent. He has all his weapons. Everybody's healthy mm-hmm. for the first time in a minute. He even has Fournette this week, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, I just. I just feel like they'll come out on top. They'll they'll make a couple more plays. Carr will have a pick or two or a fumble yeah. because of the pass rush, and they'll, they'll get the but they'll have some short fields and take advantage. Yeah. In the Bucks uh-huh. last week, I really it's kind of hard to go against them because I swore the Packers were going to handle them. I took a little a small little nap when the score was 10-0, and I woke up and it was twenty eight to ten. And mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly uh, the Gruden Bowl. Yeah, what's up, Paul? Appreciate you for tuning in. Um, family friend, my dad's friend. I would like to call him my friend as well. Um, really funny guy. But says Gruden Bowl, how's AB going to impact this team once he's added to the mix? Perfect timing too, because I was just about to ask you, Dad, what do you think about the AB signing and um how do you think he's gonna impact the team? Um I like it's a I personally don't like it. I was like, you can say you, you don't go like first. it. You go first. I hated it. I thought it was going to Seattle, and I wanted him to go. I wanted him so badly to go to Seattle because one, like I said, I feel like there he had been able to one focus more, um, focus just focus more on his craft, focus more on football. We wouldn't hear too much of his, um, you know, outlandish like headlines and news or whatever. I think Russell Wilson and um Pete Carroll would have been able to keep his ego under wraps, and I feel like it's just the, it's just the organization that would have been able that just would have been better for him in a sense. Like, you know, they still, yeah, just, yeah, just, for, yeah, the type of culture that they have just to, you know, just to have his head on straight to, you know, finish out his football career. And they're in contention, not, not saying that the, you know, not saying that the Bucks aren't, but they're 5-0, and they're in contention to, you know, take over the NFC and, you know, have that number one slot um, come playoff time. I just thought it was a better situation for him. You know, we saw him working out with Russell in the offseason. Um, so I just, I just, I honestly, I automatically thought it was going to, you know, he was going to go there. I totally forgot he had that little short stint with Tom Brady last year. And Tom Brady's just probably a, a cool guy that's able to, 
just persuade anybody to pretty much do whatever he wants. He was able to persuade Gronk to come with him to Tampa. Like, who was to say he wasn't? Persuaded Arians. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, he was like, nah, that's not going to work out. When they asked about AB, and eight weeks later, he's on the team. So I'm pretty sure Tom was in his ear. Exactly. And I don't, I also don't know. I'm going to let you go next, obviously. Um, But it's just like, I feel like, all right, too much is a, it gets to a point where too much is just too much. Like everybody in that offense now is have is used to have touching the ball at some yeah, point in their career. Like, like even LaShawn McCoy, which is the third, fourth running back on the roster right now, he was used to carrying loads heavy. Um, Leonard Fournette, obviously coming from your Jags, was used to carrying loads heavy. Especially last year. Yeah. Like Jameis was, you know, Jameis last year aired it out. So he there was enough to go around for Mike Thomas. Not Mike Thomas, sorry. Um, hit uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I don't know why it's Mike Thomas. Yeah, for them both to have one thousand yard uh, receiving years, but Tom Brady don't got Jameis type arm to me, and I know it don't always you know matter about no, arm strength and everything, but they their offense to me now like they're not airing out, out as much as they did last year. They're more focused. They're giving Ronald Jones a lot of touches, and then they're working off of that like play action and stuff. You know dipping and dunking to, you know, those guys. So to me, I think it's just too much is too much. They got too many offensive weapons. Somebody eventually is going to get, you know, a little upset that they're not getting touches. And, you know, I don't know if that hurts them in the end, but, you know, I just think it's too much. And I think he should have went to Seattle. So uh, I, I completely agree, bro. What I was going to say is pretty much kind of the same thing. I feel like there's not enough, like there's only one football and there's, you got you got three number one receivers pretty much. Mm-hmm. You got two decent tight ends. You got two. Sean's on the back end of his career because he's That's over right. thirty. But you got two young backs, and you know, like, has AB really changed? That's what if AB's really changed, it it will work because maybe he loves Tom. He has to be with a quarterback he respects. I know mm-hmm. he respects Russ, but everybody respects Tom more than anybody pretty much. And I just feel like I don't know. B.A. and Tom will be able to control him because if the old if A.B. didn't change, how long is it going to last before he lashes out when he's only getting three targets? Exactly. Like, A.B. wants to A.B. basically let it known like he he's jealous of anybody that's eating more than him. Like even with the Juju situation, like I don't unless he changed, bro, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I feel like it can get I don't think it'll get ugly because he respects the coach and the quarterback. So he won't lash out. But. I don't see a happy AB. He's not. This is not Pittsburgh. He's not catching twelve balls for one sixty. That's yep. that's done. Done, done for. So it'll be interesting to see. And I feel like Seattle, like that was, they throw the ball downfield more. Mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett's a good player, but it was going to be the DK and AB show for the most part. Sure. Yeah, like for sure. And I don't know player. So yeah, that's what he, I'm saying. She should have went to Seattle. That was the best bet. As well. Yeah, I say we'll see, but that's probably why I was saying that as well. Like you just said, just his ego. It's like he wants it to be the AB show. I feel I know like it's hard. Like I'm trying to be optimistic. Yeah, I don't I know exactly. I don't think I don't think it's there. I don't think he changed. It's like we'll see, bro. Because I, I really just don't know who's he gonna go off on. Like what? Like I, they must have sat down and talked with him before they did this contract. Something had to be in the works. But then again, like I said, it's also like the rotation of the receivers. I mean, I guess. They don't always have to have all three in at the same time. Um, because you know Hold on. I got something for you real quick. So, yeah. like what happens when the game's on the line and they come out in 21 personnel or something like that, and AB's not on the field? 
It's just Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And then they lose the game too. Like that's that's the type of stuff that I don't know. Like I said, obviously they're in higher positions than us. They probably know them a little bit better. Like you said, they probably had a sit down conversation, but outside looking in, that's just like situations like that. We can see AB getting upset and then him making the headline the next day over something he said in a press conference, over something he did, anything, it just literally anything, like you said, especially like if he's not in the game um when it's on the line. So I don't like, know. This is one more thing I just want to add in just to like let everybody know how bad it was, like how bad AB was just like character ego wise. This man was then he wasn't he like the first receiver in NFL history to have over a thousand yards in like seven straight seasons. Mm-hmm. And this man still wasn't satisfied throwing yeah. coolers on the field. I'm like, like, bro, what more do you what more do you want? And then when Juju came in, that just made it all worse. He said they're trying to replace me. Like going crazy on his teammate. Like, bro, y'all are still winning. Exactly. Probably, probably gotta gotta be a quiet clause. Okay. I'm pretty sure they put something in there like yeah, that. Like, you can't talk to me. You can't say anything at all. So I agree. That, that, that definitely makes sense. Like I said, both of us have been saying it. Like it, it, he can explode at any time if he hasn't changed, and we don't really think he has. But all in well, all, we'll see. I guess we'll see as as early maybe as next week. So yeah, we'll see. It'll be fun if it clicks. It can be scary. Like it can really be scary. Won't be Fun for me because we got to play them soon. But I'll second it. Yeah, it'll be fun for everybody else. But for me, I won't. I I I can't. I wouldn't be able to stand to see that. So not wishing injuries on anybody. But hopefully by then, one of the uh, you know, either Mike Evans or Chris Godwin gets another ankle type injury and they're out. But who knows? But real quick, um, we'll go on. We'll finish up the show. Wrap it up with our fantasy standouts. Um, me and Dad each going to pick one quarterback, one running back, and one wide receiver. I know games have started already. And I already saw one thing come across my screen that already pissed me off. Odell getting hurt. Take it back. Yeah, I don't even know how. I guess it was on the interception return. So Baker obviously messing up again. I'm going to have to either trade or drop Odell because this is looking ugly at this point. But he got hurt somehow on an interception return. I don't know if he tried to get into play, try to make a tackle, and then just got hurt. But I don't know. Don't look like he's going to come back to the game. And I had him in a fan duel, and I had him obviously in my starting lineup. And like two of my leagues, so I don't know. But we'll move on. Like I said, one quarterback, one wide receiver, one running back, and I'll let you go first. Um, should have I should have th- looked more into the games, but for offense, I'm gonna start off. This is kind of a a shaky pick. It's not. I don't think everybody will agree with it, but I'm gonna go with Kyler tonight. Only really? because, yeah. Um, I just feel like he'll be a total all around effort from him. If they want to win the game, he'll have to be his best with his arm and his legs. And Jamal Adams isn't playing again in Seattle. If I'm not, I think I'm correct about this. I know they're bottom five in pass defense. They they might be the worst, but everybody has a field day on them. And I just see him having a big day. They had Seattle really has no pass rush or any anybody in the secondary. So I I can see him having a big day with D Hop. And he always plays well. If you notice against better teams, better competition, like. Kyler always gets up for the big game. So, yeah, what he said, they they give up a bunch of yards. Yeah, give he said give up the most yards per game. Yeah, so yeah. I could see him having a big day for sure. Yeah. I pre- like I uh, talked about a little bit, I think, yesterday with Steven. Um, and like he just said, Adams is hurt. I just think – I don't know. Like, I don't think he has a bad game. I don't think he has the, the greatest game Um, because I just think Pete Carroll and somehow that defense – like, they're going to have spies from – 
They have yeah, of uh, no way you don't have a spinal collar. Yeah, you got um oh my god, they names all you got KJ it's not KJ right, but obviously the other one. Um Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. Honestly, both of them, you know, stout linebackers. And that's pretty much where their defense is. Their defense is kind of predicated on them. Like you said, secondary has struggled a little bit. They've been getting up a lot of yards. Um, so if he's able to air it out, he's gonna, you know, be able to take advantage against that secondary. Um, he said it's gonna be a, a Murray versus Mitchell type game. So I don't know. I see I think he does have a great game though, or a decent game. I don't think I don't think they win. And that's probably one of the games we probably should have talked about. I think Seattle still wins by, you know, maybe a touchdown, maybe even like 10 points, especially coming off a of, uh, bye. Um, then maybe to get healthy and prepare. And I think that's what I said. Yeah, Pete Carroll is gonna have some type of plan put in place, especially having two weeks to prepare for Kyler. Um, so I think he still has an okay game, but I don't think he has a game like he had last week for sure. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, Even though last week he started off slow. Yeah, he did start off really slow. Um strong. But yeah, exactly. Just put it together towards the end. Um, was able to win by like 20 something points. But my quarterback stand out, and I don't know, because obviously the game is on. And like I said, it might just be me. Uh just being hyped from last week because he had a really, really good game last week. And I think he has to continue to have good games for us to, you know, be in playoff contention. But my quarterback was Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Um, yeah. Lions, Lions defense, uh, they don't really have that great of a pass rush. And their secondary is pretty depleted and sorry as well. And I think they're giving up a bunch of yards as well. They're somewhere at the top of the league, somewhere near the uh, Seahawks. So, yeah. um, and we had both Julio and Ridley today. And Hayden Hurst, so we just had all our weapons. So I was like, all right, he should have another strong game. And it's at home. So I said my quarterback for the week should be, and hopefully he is doing it. I think I just saw Hayden Hurst score the touchdown. So now the um, game's on in the background, like literally behind the TV. So I can glance up every now and then. Yeah. But he hasn't done too much. He hasn't scored yet. Ah, dang. Well, I saw it. I don't know. I don't know what the thing about Hayden Hurst was, but hopefully he has a big game somehow, some way. Um, I guess if not by now in the second half. So uh, and I'll go with my running back first. And it's probably not going to be popular at all, but I need him to have – I personally need him to have a good game. And I think he has an opportunity to have a good game. But Jamal Williams um, for – yeah. um, Just because Aaron Jones is out and they've been, you know, run heavy um, last few weeks, even, even though Devontae's back now. But obviously they're a run-heavy team. Uh, and they lean on Aaron Jones to do a lot in the passing game and in the running game. And Jamal Williams, honestly, is capable of doing the same thing. Um, so against y'all, he had like nine catches exactly. out the back. He said he had a really good game against us and Houston's defense. Again, another defense that is hasn't been playing really that great. Another team that hasn't been playing that great. So I think he just has ample opportunities to play well, and he's going to have you know obviously an increased workload. So I think uh, Jamal Williams should have a big day. I agree with that one. Uh, uh, for me, I'm going to go with – I'm pretty sure this is not a surprising pick. I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara for today. Uh, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders and um, Michael Thomas are out. So they already feed him the ball. I don't even know. If I go look at his touches, I'm pretty sure he has at least 20 touches in every game this year. So he's bound to go over 150 yards uh, all-purpose. Of course. I just feel like he'll have a big day. Uh, Drew Brees' arm is obviously deteriorating, so he's taking a lot of checkdowns, and those checkdowns happen to go to him. And he's one of the best at run after catch, so you know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Hurst, by the way, what you were talking about, he dropped a touchdown. Oh, he dropped it. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Kamar. He's going to have a big day. A lot of checkdowns going to him, a lot of swing routes, and he might break a run or two, so. You know, yeah. goal line, they don't – they put in Latavius Murray sometimes, but he's usually their goal line guy, so yeah. – 
I can see him having a breakout, or well, not even a breakout performance, another Alan Kamara type performance. Yeah. Something so that we're used to seeing. So hopefully, hopefully so, because I think I got him in a fan duel as well. But um, wide receiver wise, um, my standout was, oh, I forgot. Let me go back and use numbers. Totally forgot who I picked. Um, oh, yeah. I just, I didn't, I had a hard time choosing. I just felt somebody on Pittsburgh, um, whether it be, uh, Chase Claypool, Juju, or Deontay Johnson, but Chase, Chase, um, and Juju really had. I think Juju had a little bit better of a game last week. I think he might had two touchdowns. So I think I picked Juju again this week, um, just for the reasons that we said earlier. Uh, the Titans, the Titans, uh, pass defense isn't that great, and Ben, ben Big Ben has been healthy and he's been playing well. He's been throwing it well. So one of the receivers is going to go off. I just picked Juju, and hopefully it will be him. Not a bad pick. Um, for me, my fantasy standout for this week was uh, Devontae Adams. I just feel like kind of w- once I saw, I already, I already thought like Houston doesn't have a number one corner, you know, a shutdown corner. And with, um, geez, I forgot his name that quick, Adam uh, Jones, Aaron Jones being out, I, they already can, you know, air it out when they want to. But I just feel like he'll have a big day. Um Houston's defense isn't really that good outside of a couple of players and maybe a player or two in the secondary. So I just feel like he'll have a he'll have a field day and Aaron will feed him the ball whenever whenever necessary. And he's yeah, a goal line like they just they utilize him all the time yeah, everywhere. Anytime, anytime they need to. Like Aaron will check the play if he sees a mismatch, and he's really unguardable. So he can go off at any time, and I just this is a good matchup with Aaron Jones being out, so they're not going to run as much. Even though they have the rookie from Boston College, um, AJ Dillon, he hasn't played much this year. But the only way he doesn't have a breakout performance is if they try him. You know, give him a nice little load for today. But Devontae's my guy. He might not have the best day. I'm going to check the stats once we get off, but yeah. I can see him having a very. I good think game. Aaron got to have a big game, honestly. Like I said, it's gets a Houston defense that isn't you know, that great and the mm-hmm. type of performance they put together last week, I think they just have to have a big game overall. Yeah, so they're going to bounce back. They're hungry yeah. the last yeah. week. So I could, I definitely agree with that one for sure. So, all right, that's our fantasy standouts for the week. Um, my guys was Matt Ryan, Jamal Williams, and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. And then I had – uh, jeez, I almost forgot that quick. Uh, my running back was Alvin Kam- – no, Kyler Murray, Alvin Kamara, and Devontae Adams. Yes, sir, so. Hopefully they do something for us. Um, last thing before we head out, sign off. We'll just go through our picks real quick. I know some games are already, you know, started or whatever, but we'll, uh, you know, say what we yeah. think was going to We already talked about some of the big ones already, but um, overall, like I said, you can see that. Might be a yeah, I can see it. All right, cool, cool. So we already know Eagles won. Uh, Panthers, Saints, I guess we could just say. Um, uh, I picked the Panthers in the upset. Because – yeah, because of Drew Brees not having his weapons today. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. And the Panthers I, have unlimited weapons. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still – I don't know. Even though they beat us already, I'm still not the highest on Teddy Bridgewater. And he played really, really great against us, honestly. Um, And Mike Davis has been running the ball extremely well. It's like – Jeffrey, so. He definitely has. I don't know. But Saints are at home. I think they have fans there. It feel like the Saints are always playing at home. I swear to God, like Saints yeah. and Cowboys. I swear those two teams always play at home. I've never Saints, seen them play a home yeah. game. Besides the the Vegas game, uh, they and they've been on yeah. TV a lot too. That's why you think that they've yeah. been like Monday night, Monday night a lot. Yeah, but then the games that they're on TV, I guess is they are playing at home. But yep, Odell's out for the rest of the game. Jesus Christ! So that yeah. goes my fantasy week. 
Um, but anyway, uh, I'm going with the Saints still. They're at home. You know, they have a little bit of fans, but it still gets loud in there. And uh, Jared Cook, I mean, Jared Cook is one guy I didn't really talk about, but I feel like he'll be utilized a lot today, especially with uh, Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Michael Thomas out. So Kamara, J uh, Jared Cook, and even Traycon Smith a little bit. Like, those are enough for Drew Brees to get it done against the Panthers. Um, so I'll go with them. Uh, Bills and Jets. I think we we're both gonna agree on this one. The yeah, Jets. I don't need to talk about it. Bills. <laughs> like, they might play them hard because they get Sam Donald back, but I have the Jets. I mean, I have the Bills by two touchdowns. I say fourteen. Yeah, um, I can see that. All right, I know it's in. Uh, it's already being played, but Browns and Bengals. Um, you just said Odell's out, so I kind of got to change my pick. I was already kind of high on the Bengals because of how they've been playing, regardless of their outcomes. But mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Yeah, like I said, I I had Browns yesterday. Now Odell's out. It kind of just blew my whole day. Um, I don't know. I, they they need to win. If they don't win, it's going to be trouble for them for sure for the rest of the year. Because uh, the Bengals should have beat them that first week too, or came close to beating them that first week they played. Yeah, the night game. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Um, not first week, second week. Yeah, but uh, I'll go with Browns still. I guess Cowboys, Washington. I don't. Mm. The way the Cowboys O-line looked last week and with Washington's front four, front seven in general, I I feel like they could give them problems and the Cowboys are struggling, but they find a way to pull it out because their team is too talented for them to not figure it out. Yeah, I think like, so. Offense, I don't even know how they – I don't know how they get stopped as much as they do, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys. They're going to find a way, but it's going to be a tough game. I, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely check that one out. Yeah, we got. I got. I'm probably going to have to watch that one because it's uh, – I don't know. Like you said, that whole division just up for grabs. Like literally each and every week a win can put you in first place. And that's, that's crazy. Really what they've been doing like that tie uh, that the um who had the tie the Eagles had. That's what yeah. has them in first place at the moment. Yeah. So if the Cowboys win today, they go back to first. So it's like every single game matters for, for this division. They have to find a way to pull it out. Andy Dalton is capable of pulling it out. Like you can't lose to this Washington team. Um, Packers, Texans, I think. Well, probably uh, Packers, I wouldn't be surprised if. You know, Deshaun pulled one out because he's capable of putting on the show at any time. Like last week, they lost to Tennessee, but he definitely put on a show. Like yeah. I watched the entire game. He yeah. shredded the defense. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the Packers, they haven't uh, – I saw a stat that said they hadn't lost consecutive games since 2018, so I don't mm -hmm. see that. They're going to keep that streak going, and they're going to – I have them by a touchdown, seven to ten points. I say. Yeah, I think Deshaun always – Deshaun always has a big game. Typically, the games he has a big games, he's they better end up losing anyway. So, yeah, and he's playing against, you know, better either better team in general or just a better quarterback. So, I think Packers will win. Lions, Falcons, got to go with my Falcons. I don't know what score looking like, but hopefully. 7-7. Seven, seven. I got y'all as well. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. We should be winning by, like, two touchdowns by now. All I mean, right. Yeah. Still is uh still is in Titans. I think earlier we are. Yeah, we already did this one, but you, uh, you said Titans. And, and uh, I upset, but yeah. I this one can go either way. This is one game I would not – if I was in Vegas, I would not be betting on that game. I said Steelers still. I just think they have uh, – I don't know. They'll be prepared. They have the continuity. They got the, the yeah. coaching staff. They played um, in a bunch of big games. Yeah. So, I just think – I just don't think it's just – I don't think it's the Titans' time just yet. But they're still – obviously, even with a loss, they're 5-1. They'll still be in contention for the one or two spot in the uh, AFC. Bucks Raiders. I think I said Bucks. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I Bucks too, but yeah, same thing. Um, Chiefs and Broncos. 
Um, I don't. I know you're probably surprised why I'm pausing about this one, but I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. But this one could be close because I saw earlier it's gonna be snowing all game, or it's been snowing all day. So you know that can change it up. I'm not saying Mahomes can't throw in the snow because we don't know what he can't do yet. Yeah. But I feel like the snow will slow them down. And the Vic- I mean, the um, Broncos have somewhat of a pass rush, even with Von Miller still gone. Their defense is playing somewhat well. So I feel like it'll be a low-scoring game, but the Chiefs pull it out at the end. And I had the Chiefs by 7 to 10, only because it's snowing. The elements are slowing, uh, you know, the speedsters down. Exactly. I think uh, I, w- I totally understand the pause because, I mean, it's an in-division game. Typically, in-division games, especially in the AFC, um, well, AFC West and NFC West, but they typically play their games are really close all the time anyway. And the Chiefs have been playing teams really close last few weeks um, as a whole uh, with the Bills and obviously losing to the Raiders. So another in-division game, I can see them. I can see it being played close. Chiefs should end up being able to pull it out. Um, I guess Le'Veon playing today, I want to see how that turns out, honestly. Um, I know you say they'll, they'll give him a few carries. I don't think he would take the whole load away, obviously, from uh, Sinclair, but – you know, it'll just be interesting to see how, you know, he plays in his first game back and in the snow. Uh, Jaguars, Chargers, I feel like I know which way you're going to lean. Yep, Chargers by f- – Oh. Chargers by 14 plus. Yeah. Uh, I'll be happy. I'll, if you I don't know if they'll beat him by that much, but I, I'll say I'll say Chargers as well. Maybe a touchdown. Uh, oh, yeah, 49ers, Patriots. I think uh, – actually, no, who'd you say? We, we talked that. about it, but I yeah. said – I said Patriots. I, I think they're gonna bounce back. Oh yeah, me too. I said Patriots as well. Seahawks and uh, Cardinals. Um, we did. This is one we didn't do. This is a tough one. Um, it's in Arizona. There's no fans, which really it doesn't matter. Russ gonna play ball regardless. It, this is a tough one. I actually have to think about this, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seahawks by three. Yeah, I'm saying three, but hear me out. It could possibly be a blowout. I don't know why, but I just feel like the Seahawks might blow them out. I feel the same way. It could definitely go either way. It's an either way type game. I think the way the Cardinals played last week, I think it would be more of a closer one. Um, But like I said, I would not be surprised if it ends up being like a a 17 to 21 point win by the Seahawks. Yeah, Uh, but we got to see how they deal with D-Hop. This is their first time ever having to go against D-Hop. I don't is he is he I guess he's probably gonna end up playing, but I know he's been hurt throughout he's the gonna, oh yeah, he does, he's he's gonna be limited, so that might hurt them, but yeah. I think yeah. he's gonna plug it out. Yeah. And then last one, uh Chicago and Rams. Um if this was in Chicago, I'd go with the Bears, but I'm gonna go with the Rams. They look they look good to me this year. They've had a couple of closer games than they're supposed to have, but Jared Goff looks much more comfortable this year, even on the road, even though he's home. But he's just looked more comfortable throwing it in the pocket, even while being pressured. You know, sometimes he gets happy feet and his mechanics get all out of whack. But so far, so good, I think. Yeah, he's he's trending upwards. He's shown improvement from last year when people thought he was, you know, on the downfall. But uh, I'm going to go Rams by 10. Okay. I um. I got, like I said, you'll meet him too. He's been on through the show today. Um, appreciate him for tuning in. But Steven, he's a big Rams guy, and we always get his little takes on um, just the Rams as a whole. And he brought it to my attention. I didn't even really think about it, but they've been beating up on the NFC East, which we obviously know isn't that great of a division. Yeah. So, um, But they did play the Bills pretty close. They were getting blown out and then ended up being able to fight back to still lose the game by like four or something like that. But they also lost last week to 49ers team. That was pretty much pretty depleted to one. Oh, I, forgot, 
I they shouldn't have lost to. And Jared didn't look the greatest last week, but I still agree with you. He should bounce back. He should play well. They are at home. Um, and the Bears, this Bears team has been playing. All their games have literally come down to the last drive. Even though for them, I think that's going to help build their confidence going on later on to the future. But I think, I think if the Rams, if like Aaron Donald, they're obviously going to probably have a plan for him. But if the Rams are able to get pressure on Nick Foles early, and their offense is thrown out of whack early because they already don't have a strong offense, then yeah. the Rams should be able to take care of them um, because, you know, the defense is going to be on the field a lot more. And then Goff has the weapons in order to, you know, be able to put this game away fairly early. I think it will be close, but I still think the Rams win maybe a touchdown or ten, somewhere between a touchdown and 10 points. Yeah, so, I, that's that's pretty spot on. And I just feel like this year the Bears, their record is only what it is because of their defense. Like Nick Foles had that comeback, but their defense has been – I'm not saying they were how they were in, what, 2018? But they, they've been pretty strong this year. And I feel like if they can, you know, pressure Nick Foles, Jalen's going to follow. I'm pretty sure Jalen Ramsey will follow Allen Robinson all game. So they're going to make him work for it. And I just feel like the Rams will make a couple more plays, you know, on defense. Maybe Aaron Donald gets a strip sack, something like that. No. And, then, yeah, that's about it. I just I, – the Rams are – I think the Rams are the better football team right now. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, even though the Bears, um, I guess per se have a better record, but I think the Rams, like I said, and they also need it as well. We keep talking about the NFC West, but they got to win in order to keep, yeah, what they, that second or they're tied for second, I think now four and two. So, yeah, so I think they're tied for second with the Cardinals, so they got to continue to win as well to keep pace with the that NFC West. So, yeah, all right, that's it. Yep, that's our that's our that was our picks for the day. Um, pretty loaded show. Got to talk some college football. Got to talk some of the NFL games, um, focus on some of the games today. Uh, and, yeah, um, I guess we'll sign out now. Like I said, we got a few games to catch, um, a few bets we made, so we want to check up on that. Uh, tell them, uh, of course, where they can find you at that, and obviously they'll be seeing you a lot more on here. We're going to be doing a lot more shows, a lot more rebranding, figuring some things out, and, um, you know, putting some more shows and content together for you guys, but let them know where they can find you at that. All right. You guys can follow me on Instagram at that underscore underrated. And my Twitter is that file four. We're going to get that change, that name changed soon, but yeah, that's where you can catch me for now. Yes, sir. And you guys know where to find the podcast at. So uh, what the game means to me a podcast on Twitter, uh, what the game means to me um, on Facebook and on Instagram. And then, like I said, it might still be this name. It might change it up a little bit. Like I said, we definitely got some things in the work uh, to bring guys some more video and content. Um, regardless, you know, that's where you can find us for now. Check out um, some of our old shows, some of the uh, you know things that we're talking about, some things we tweet out um, and all that. So uh, appreciate you guys again for tuning in this morning, this afternoon. And uh, that does it for another episode of What the Game Means to Me. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for tuning in.